Welcome everyone into another episode of the Fantasy Sports Rants Podcast. It's your host, Chris Heil, on the mic tonight. Week one is officially in the books. It was fun, it was interesting, and it was very stressful. I'm not sure about you guys, I'm not sure how your week went. Maybe you had Gronk. Maybe you had Carlos Hyde on your team and you just had a monstrous week. But then again, maybe you went against those guys. Maybe it was really difficult for you. And uh, I can say that I went in Monday night, last night, I went to bed. I started watching a little bit of the Monday night game. I was exhausted. I had a, you know, we had a long week of football. And so I decided I was going to go ahead and go to bed early. It's very unlike me. I always stay up for all the games. But the Monday night game was so incredibly late. I just couldn't do it. So... (laughs) Uh, me being me, I started falling asleep, and I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to go to bed. I'm going to catch up on some sleep so that way I can go ahead and start looking at stats and everything tomorrow. Well, I wake up this morning, and I was like, all right, I want to know in my home league against my friends. I can go ahead, and I was like, I'm going to start looking at stuff. And then it said I was zero and one. I was like, what happened last night? I was like, what is going on? Of course, I go ahead and look at my team, and sure enough, I lost by six points. I was up 30 points. Carlos Hyde in in my home league scored 36 points. I lost by six points. I just couldn't believe it. I could not get over that that I was able to lose like that. You know, you never want to admit when you get those bad beats, but they do happen. And so I had mine. I'm interested to hear yours. You can... Tweet at me, the Grizzly Beard on Twitter at the Grizzly Beard. And while I have a moment here, I want to go ahead and thank my friends over at the Asylum Fantasy Sports Network for having me on each and every week. They do an awesome job, and it, every Sunday they're doing a um, I want to say it's the Fantasy Slant. And so on Sunday, I don't know the exact time. You'll have to check um, AsylumFootball.com. You can check out that, and you can see they do a live start, sit, different things like that. They're very interactive. They encourage you to call into the show. So make sure you do that and uh, check them out. So what we're going to kind of do on here is we're going to, I'm going to kind of go over the games of uh, what happened week one and kind of go over that, who are the big players, who were kind of the bus players. And it's only going to be real quick, and then we're going to really get into week two, uh, and especially into the FanDuel, and we're going to kind of build a lineup and kind of what the um, what to do on on this new week. We had so long to prepare for week one. Are you able to go ahead and get all, all the information you need for week two? I was very successful in week one. If you followed any of my information over on uh, Dynasty League Football, if you followed my college uh, rank or college article this week, you won money. And if you wa- followed my football one, you definitely won money. I won quite a few, and they were winning. And uh, I said I had really solid lineups for P or for uh, GPPs and fifty fifty. Your cash games, you were you were really just cashing in on all the articles I wrote last week. I can't say that each and every week, and so I definitely want to go ahead and uh, give myself a little applause there because. Week one of college, I it was just it was real difficult for me. I kind of caught ground in week two, and uh, week one in NFL was really solid for me. I'm very happy with everything that happened there. I had three or four different lineups, and I'm going. If you want, have any questions, feel free to talk to me about those. I will certainly go over those with you. 
Um, but while we're on here, let's go ahead and I'm going to – you know, one thing I wanted to talk about is before I get into um, in, into the recap, I w- I'm in a uh, matchup on FanDuel, and it's against some of the best guys in the industry in a uh, dynasty – or not a dynasty, in daily fantasy sports matchup. I'm able to go up against 77 of the best guys, and this last week I finished 15th, um, which I, you know, it was week one. I was really excited that I finished the top 15. There's a lot of other guys. Mike Clay of Pro Football Focus finished first. Um, FF Ghost, who also writes for Dynasty League Football uh, and numerous other sites, he finished second, so congratulations to them. But I was able to finish 15th, which you could be like, oh, you're the 15th best, but still, um, when we were doing it, they offered money, and 15th was the in the money. So, in my opinion, I still won money. Um, the rest of the of the guys who did rankings were not able to win money. So, I was very happy to be able to win money, and it's also a little pat on the back. Um, but why I'm bringing this up is I was actually uh, they want want each of us to write an article about daily fantasy sports. So they had a bunch of different topics, and mine was. With the largest prize pool in the industry, this contest generates a ton of buzz. It also pulls a wide range of of uh, entrants. How can DFS players maximize their shot of winning big? And so they have tons and tons of different ones, like the overview of how um, these contests operate, along with strategy tips for success. That might be doing stacking or different things like that. Or highlight advice for specific achieving success in DraftKings contests. This could be related to DraftKings game formats, unique scoring setup, pricing, efficiency. They had a lot of different ones. And so I know mine's a little more broad, but yet I feel like it is one of the most... You have to almost kind of push everything aside when when you're going into these big contests. You want to really try to simplify things. You want to try to like make things that like when you looked at the million dollar winner, you're like, man, how did no one else have that lineup? And that's one of those things is you kind of have to sit back and be like, man, I could have done that. And that's one of those things where we all kind of look back and man, we messed or I messed up there, different things like that. One of the big things I do is the daily fantasy sports world is is blowing up. We can't deny that every single commercial uh, on the football game was something about daily fantasy sports. Every single commercial. If it wasn't that, it was the Europe uh, Geico commercial. Literally, it would it'd go like DraftKings, Geico, FanDuel, back to the game. Every single time. And I know you're sitting there laughing because it's true. But what you need to know also is sometimes talk to the guys like you work with. Talk to them about football. And yeah, you know, sometimes it's really hard to talk to them because uh, you don't want to say they're dumb, but they just have different takes in you, or maybe they don't know the advanced uh, stats that you do, or they d- know the different things, and that's fine. But one thing I tend to do is I talk to the guys. I say, you know, who are you expecting to be big this week? And, you know, sometimes they'll be like, they have a totally different answer than what everyone else in the industry is. I can tell you for week two, I'm really, 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 really high on Drew Brees. I think he's going to be the number one quarterback, and... That's the one I really I was talking about earlier with a bunch of my coworkers. I think he's gonna be really big. However, when I'm talking with my coworkers, they tend to think that 
Tony Romo's going to have a big week. Uh, <laughs> I was like, why? And they're like, well, the running game really wasn't that incredibly great. Dez is out, so they're he, they're going to have to try to re- rely on other people. And they're like, Cole Beasley seems really good. Terrence Williams. Now, I we've been able to see in the past that Terrence Williams do- doesn't necessarily step up, different things like that. Um, Jason Witten got a majority of those receptions on uh, on week one. So, I, to me, I like Tony Romo's matchup. He's going against the Giants. Or maybe he's going against the Eagles. Here, I'll, I have all this stuff pulled up. But anyways, what I'm trying to say is you have to look at other people and what, they're, and what they have to say about that, where they're coming from. And Dallas is going against Philly. So um, those are kind of the things you have to look at, why they think this – this person's going to do good. Why this person they think is going to do bad, and so if everyone's if he thinks Dallas is going to be doing good, there's going to be a lot more people that are going on Tony Romo than anticipated. So maybe that's something I kind of want to fade a little bit. Maybe I want to if I'm going to do the Dallas game, I want to do and what's this kind of this is just off the top of my head. I'm just kind of looking here. Maybe I'll do a different uh, wide receiver. Maybe I won't do. Uh, Cole Beasley or Terrence Williams. I will do Miles Austin. I'll do a Miles Austin Tony Romo stack and, and just kind of go with that, being totally uh, different than anyone else and being a contrarian, as as people say. That is one of those moves you kind of need to do when you're going for these million dollar prizes. And so, I think it's not necessarily something you need to do all the time, but in some. Si- instances it's a really smart thing to do you i always throw in at least two um uh two bids into uh, one of those larger contests i do my my normal cash one that i'm i'm firing in almost all my lineups and then i do another one that is just totally kind of off beat you don't want to make it so incredibly off beat that you have to have a ton of luck for all of them to hit you don't want one of those where uh miles austin has to hit where um, maybe uh, who's another guy, for instance, here that like uh, a Dree Archer has to hit also a um, Marcus uh, Wheaton has to go off. You don't want something like that where you just have all these random guys try- that you're hoping to go off. Uh, Stedman Bailey, for instance, or uh, Jarius White, Corderell Patterson. You know, you want to maybe lay like one, maybe two of those guys. I really try to stick with this one randomer, and that has a very, very low percentage of being owned, and roll with them. Because if you hit, you're in the money. You're going to be the one of the only ones flying up there on the boards. But you don't want to be one of those guys where uh, I noticed a lot where I had Jordan Matthews on Sunday night, and almost everyone else had Jordan Matthews going too. And it's one of those things where I'm moving up, but so is the guy in front of me. He was continuously always in front of me because his other players were able to advance. And that's where you kind of sometimes you want that other player where it's just going to fire up. And so sometimes you can use your normal money line and just swap out one of those players for someone like Miles Austin. That's something that I think is really fun to do, and it's very beneficial for you. Um, so back to where we were originally we're going to kind of go into projections what we see for uh week 1 and we'll go from there um where were we we were talking about you know we'll go right into uh 
FanDuel's pricing for week two. We won't really do too much of a recap this week because we all saw it. We played tons of – we all looked at it thousands of times. We all know what's going on with week one. Let's start looking into week two. I, I know I'm kind of hopping all over the place tonight, but I was supposed to record last night. I had some technical difficulties uh, I talked to the guys over at Asylum Fantasy. They're getting it looked into, and so hopefully, I should. I, I'll probably try to record Monday night. Still, I'll try to record before the Monday night game, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, you know, maybe I'll just stick to the Tuesday night, and we'll just kind of go with this. Um, but with that being said, let's go. I'm pulling up the FanDuel account here, and so let's go ahead. And one thing I always do. And everyone else is totally different. You can set up your lineups however you want. I like to do my defenses first. And the reason I like to do this is because I like to go with maybe what is the most minimal defense or something along those lines. And then I like to go ahead and do my pricing from there. I know what I have left, and I build my players from there on. Everyone does theirs a little different. They might fill all their players and whatever defenses they get stuck with to do. I don't really like that. Uh, one def- defense that really sticks out to me um, week one is the St. Louis Rams. We saw what they were able to do against the Seattle Seahawks, and they're going against the Washington Redskins. I do like the matchup, but they are priced as the third highest defense, so I will spend a little less. I will go for maybe a more strong defense. And just kind of looking here, you want to go for a defense, and one that kind of sticks out to me off the top of my head is the New Orleans Saints are going against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay really did struggle in week one. They were only able to throw up 14 points. I think New Orleans has a pretty good chance to to get some decent points there. Another defense that looks good to me, um, let's see here. I had some of these. I already did a a couple rosters this morning. I like the New England Patriots. They're going against Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo had a great week one. uh, But I'd rather kind of go uh, go against the the Buffalo Bills there. Tyrod Taylor is going to have a tough game. uh, And not to mention, it's against a dreaded rival. That's going to be a huge game for them. And that is a game that's in Buffalo again. So Buffalo's going to have two games in a row at home. I like the Patriots in that one, but if I'm going to stick to my defense, I'm going to go ahead and go with who I said earlier. Um, and so we'll go ahead and lock them in the, this lineup here. And what I'll do is I'll go ahead and use this lineup, and we'll see how it does. And I'll talk about this each week as this will be my podcast lineup. And what I recommend doing is if you're listening along to the po- to this podcast, on Tuesday nights, I'm going to record. Follow me on Twitter. Get at me. Te- or tweet at me and say, hey, when are you recording? I'll jump on the line. You're more than welcome to call in. The number is 646-478-4679. Give me your takes. Help me build the lineup. I, I think that would be just as exciting if I had people calling in saying, hey, don't don't put that defense in. Put this defense in. And we're arguing. We're showing each other points. So we're going to go with New Orleans as the defense. Now let's look at the uh, at the teams. So one big thing I like to do, I look at the at this line for the week. Uh, to me, it's kind of a big thing when you're you're looking at these games. You want to see who's going to score the most points. Uh, one thing, you know, it took me a minute to figure it out, but they'll show you, uh, for instance, the Thursday night game. It's an over under of 42. Kansas City is favored to win by three. So you can go ahead and figure out right off the top of your head that. Each team, without the 
the line is supposed to score 21 points. You go ahead and you add three to one team, which would be Kansas City. You put them at 24. You go ahead and take three away, and that would put them at, uh, sorry, bad math there, 18. And, yeah, sorry, sorry, I had to like, triple check my math there. Blah, brain fart. But anyways, that shows you, well, if Denver's only supposed to score 18 points, you imagine maybe one of them's going to be running, and then one's passing in a field goal, whatever you want to come up with on that. Maybe it's two field goals and one touchdown. Maybe it tells you you want to kind of fade that game. You don't really want as many people in that. One game that's uh, we're talking about the Denver-Kansas City game being at a 42. The Atlanta-New York Giants is at a 51. That's pretty high scoring. That's something you maybe want to kind of key on and get some more players in the Dallas-Philly game, 55. Um, and Again, another game where you want those players, you want to have – at least quite a few of them. Seattle, Green Bay, 49. The Baltimore-Oakland game still does not have a line yet. Um, again, picking defenses. The game with the, so far I'm just kind of scrolling through, the game with the lowest line um, is the Houston-Carolina. So, you know, they both have good defenses. Why not maybe pick one of those defenses and go with that? Uh, so, like I said, you want to pick a game that's high scoring, but you, so if you do that, you also want to have a kicker that has um, some type of part in that. You don't want to put all your players in on those, but you want to look at maybe the Atlantic, the Atlanta and the Giants game. Matt Bryant had a great game week one. He's priced at 5000 The top player is 52 Um So let's go ahead and look at the other player. Who's the Giants kicker? And we'll go ahead and see what he's priced at. And do, 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 do. Can't find him. Of course not. Uh, yes, Josh Brown, 4,500. We'll roll with him. The over/unders high. He's going to have some type of play in the game. And so from here on, I've spent 4,500 on the Saints, 4,500 on Josh Brown. Um, the minimum on those. So I, you know, yes, it's low. However, I can always upgrade at the end once I start doing my players if I think I need to. So let's start with the QB action. Like I mentioned, that some of the, the high over-unders, um, you want to look at teams that are bad um, when it comes to defense. Um, Marcus Mariota showed up week one and tore apart the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. New Orleans is going to be at home, and they're facing Tampa Bay. I understand Drew Brees is the third-highest quarterback but I think he's going to finish as the first highest quarter quarterback uh, when week uh, week two is done. I like him in this matchup, and so I'm going to skip the running backs here. Or you know what? We'll go with running backs here. I was going to say we'll go over and I want to stack someone with Drew Brees. If he's throwing a lot, he's scoring these points. Who's going to get the ball? You could do so. You I you could do multiple different types of stacks. And one I want to do, and we'll go ahead and do it real quick. Again, I know, jumping all over the place, that's me. Um, but we want to do someone that, uh, let's look here at who we can do. I really want to do Brandon Coleman. That's the guy I kind of have in mind, the first one I wanted to do. Um, but we're going to see who, uh, what else we have here. Brandon Cook's price at $7,400. Um, a little high. I can understand the reasoning on why you want to do it. Let's see where Marquise Colston is. And uh, shoot, do, do, Marquise, where are you, buddy? 
You'd have to assume that Coleman's got to be one of the uh, least priced guys on here. He's probably around the 4,500. Um, Marquise Colston, I'm looking for you. He must be down here, which, yeah, he's at 5,300. I'm okay with playing that there. You know, and that's who I'll probably, I'll go with him here. We'll look, we'll see what Coleman was, because I imagine he's right at, like I said, 4,500. I can't see him being, he's at 5,000. You know, for 3000 more, you can get Marquise Colston. I like Coleman. I think he's the red zone guy. But let's go with Col- Marquise here. He's a reliable guy. He's going to get you your points. Let's go with that. So let's go back to our running backs. I know I'm jumping back and forth, but hopefully this is making sense for you. Um, again, you have any questions, feel free to follow me on Twitter. I can try to help you out as best as possible. Um, I will be producing a article each week of college fantasy uh, football, and it's going to be for daily football, and I will also be doing a uh, matchup for uh, NFL. My call, both of them were in the money last week. Great matchups, great money uh, for you there. I don't do the Thursday night. Actually, I shouldn't say I don't because I still do this. I play the Thursday night. I don't write up for Thursday night. Um, this week it's the Thursday, Friday night for college and one thing I kind of want to talk about, and this might be a, a good idea for you, is for, uh, we mentioned that the week one, that the game is low scoring. Um, I actually heard this on another podcast earlier, and I didn't really ever think about it, and it was a really great idea, is jumping in the Thursday night matchups, not playing anyone, but getting people that do or that are going to sucker into the Denver that are just going to play the Peyton Manning just because he's Peyton Manning, play Jamal Charles because he's Jamal Charles, and getting all these other players like Drew Brees and different things like that, locking them in at those prices, uh, pretty much for guaranteed money. So I thought that was really smart, and I want to spl- I want to say J.J. Zacharias and said that. I think that's the po- I listen to so many podcasts. I think he's the one who was talking about that, and I thought that was genius. So, uh, you know, Awesome strategy there. Uh, I really thought that was really smart. So let's start looking at the running backs here. Um, what you want to look at is um, guys that had that are going up against bad defenses. Um, really, defenses are going to be the ones that you want to look at the most here. And so I didn't really, I wasn't really impressed with what. Oakland was able to do against Jeremy Hill. Jeremy Hill had a great week one. And so I'm going to go ahead and look at who Oakland's playing. I know they're playing Baltimore. So I'm going to go ahead and lock in Justin Forsett. The top price running back um, is Adrian Peterson at 9000 Justin Forsett is at $7,800. Uh, you know, he's kind of really in the middle of the road. He's right under Mark Ingram, above guys like D'Angelo Williams. So I'll go with Justin. Here. I, I feel like uh, he's not as high of a premium as the other guys. Well, Sean McCoy's 8,001. Eddie Lacy's 8,001. So let's go with Justin Forsett. Uh, another guy that I I like this week, and he's even a little less. And it's again, this is playing the defenses. You want to play these defenses uh, that aren't really good. I'm going to go with Lamar Miller going against Jacksonville. Jacksonville struggles. I like Lamar Miller in this matchup. Uh, I he's priced at seven thousand three hundred dollars, right below Alfred Morris, right above Trey Mason. 
uh, right above Giovanni Bernard. So now you're getting ready to get into those guys that running back twos, different things like that, that are priced higher. Lamar Miller is still going to be able to produce. Yes, his week one wasn't that incredibly great, but against Jacksonville, he's going to be able to put up some uh, some totals here. Now let's go ahead and get into our receivers. Um, number one wide receiver is Antonio Brown against San Francisco. I think he'll still tear up San Francisco. But we talked about the point totals earlier, and one of the t- highest one is the Atlanta-New York Giants one. Let's go with Julio Jones. We saw what he was able to do week one. Let's write him out. It's going to be another shootout for Atlanta. I love that Julio Jones is in this matchup. And so I'm going to go with Julio Jones in this instance. Uh, next guy I am looking at here, you could go with Ryan Matthews. He's going against Dallas. Um, and maybe that's who I could do here. And we'll, you know what, we'll kind of look at that. It's uh, Let's see, we have $12,900 left. And so let's, we'll look at tight end. <laughs> let's do that. And I know it's jumping all over, but that way I can kind of figure out what where I can spend on wide receiver. So Rob Gronkowski is priced at 8300 Um He's got Buffalo. I understand the matchup there. It's Rob Gronkowski. Um, just kind of looking here. I'm going to start scrolling down looking for guys that have good value. And so I'm right around like Dwayne Allen's at 52. Don't like it. Delaney Walker against Cleveland, 52. I'm starting to get here. We'll see if there's anyone down in like the 5,000 range. Yeah, we'll go, we'll go with this one. Uh, Jor- or jo- Jordan Reed is who we're going to go with here. Um, really, the targets are going to be there for Jordan Reed. He's um, still going to be able to produce against the, the Rams defense, even if... Uh, Pierre Garçon is struggling. Jordan Reed's still going to be a big focal point in that offense. So now that leaves us with $7,900 left in uh, for a wide receiver. And we'll kind of see what we have available here. Um, Julian Edelman, not a bad option there. T.Y. Hilton injured. Roddy White, I'm not a real big fan of throwing two wide receivers on my team. And if I was going to do that, I might as well get Matt Ryan and just play that full stack. Um, Brandon Cooks is there. Um, again, we've talked about that earlier where I could get him. Maybe I could get him upgrade my other receiver. That's a very well, a very good option. However, um, we'll see what else we have. Jarvis Landry, Jordan Matthews. Um, so really I want to play whatever team has the best chance of throwing up points. Roddy White's game is going to be a lot of high scoring. Um, Vincent Jackson is going to be able to put up some points at, uh, they're going to be down a majority against New Orleans. Uh, he actually had a touchdown, and it was uh called back. Jordan Matthews, again, had a touchdown, was called back. And I like his matchup. I'm going to go with Jordan Matthews again. He had so many targets. He was by far the number one receiver on Philadelphia. And as, as long as his price is staying this low at $7,000, i am going to go with him. So I have a leftover $900 here. What I like to do at this point, is go back now, look at what defenses I can maybe upgrade on and what I can do in those instances. So I know I paid less for uh, more points, but what I can do now is I can look 
I'm going to take Josh Brown out, and I can maybe get a better kicker uh, now that I have some extra cash here. Uh, so I have $5,400. Let's look at the kickers. I can pretty much get any kicker I want, but I still want to stay a little bit under the budget, get a decent kicker, um, and save some money. Maybe I can upgrade my defense a little more. So let's stick with Matt Bryant here. We'll go ahead and get a uh, a guy who... Actually, he's in New York. Let's go against that. I like to play with guys that are more in stadiums. They tend to do better, in my opinion. Um, let's see who else we have here. Is anyone playing in a stadium <laughs> in the Dome this week? And I don't see anyone playing in a Dome. So, you know what? Let's just stick with who we said. Let's go with Matt Bryant. It is what it is. Sometimes you just kind of move back and forth way too much, and that's what I'm trying to prevent doing right now. Uh, we'll check out the defense again. I can upgrade the defense. And so this is the one reason why I like doing what I do. I kind of put them at the bare minimum, so if I have to have them, it kind of gets me. I have to squeeze a wide receiver in at this certain point. But in this week, I was able to save money all over, and I'm still able to upgrade my defense. Like I said, St. Louis Rams versus Washington. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do that one. Kirk Cousins throws interceptions. Uh, he's going to be pressured a lot. St. Louis has great defense. And so my final matchup, Drew Brees, Justin Forsett, Lamar Miller, Marquise Colston, Julio Jones, Jordan Matthews, Jordan Reed, Matt Bryant, and the St. Louis Rams is what I'm going with here. Um, you know, I want to – I don't really get enough – Time to sit here and thank everyone who tunes in each and every week. I get a lot of responses saying, hey, I love the podcast, different things like that. Sometimes I even get stuff saying, like, man, your podcast sucks. Well, it is what it is. I enjoy what I'm doing, and I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning into the podcast. I have a lot of fun doing it. Uh, you know, life's a little crazy at times. Uh, I have two kids, so I try to make the most time for when I can with my podcast. And I just have a lot of fun doing it. I want to thank each of you for listening in each and every week. I want to thank the guys over at Asylum Fantasy Football for letting me be able to come out here, voice my opinion, do the stuff that I lo love doing with you guys, talking fantasy sports. And really, I'm diving in a little more deep into the daily world. Um, if you do, again, if you have any questions, follow me on Twitter at the Grizzly Beard. I'd be glad to go over that with you. I'm entering in this. Um, Listen to the 100K Sunday NFL squib. It was just a dollar entry. We'll see how it does. We'll see if I can win some money with it. The prize pools, I, you know, those prices are always like literally so high up that they almost seem impossible. But maybe I can get in like the top like 500 or so, win myself like 15, 20 bucks out of a dollar. That's usually what I try to aim to do. You know, of course, I love to be a top 10, get like $400, but really, realistically, I tend to be more in like the five, the two to $500 range where I just walk away from each contest winning like 25 bucks. I, you know, and that's how I look at it. If I do multiple of these type of events and I continuously win uh, $25 from each little tournament, I'm okay with that. I'm happy with that. So I think this lineup's going to be pretty good. I think a lot of these guys are going to be extremely owned. I think Drew Brees will be so owned in a lot of these tournaments. Jordan Matthews, his price point will be highly owned. But like I said, you want to kind of uh, go a little opposite. A lot of people have Brandon Cooks. That's why I kind of wanted Brandon Coleman um, because a lot of people might have Marquise Colston. But that's who we went with. I think, you know, just for the extra.
$3,000. Marquise is in a good situation. I trust him a little more than Coleman, so it is what it is. Next week, you might be hearing me crying saying I should have played Coleman, but that's what's fun in fantasy. You never know what's going to happen. We know we have the right matchup. We know Tampa Bay's defense is bad, especially the defensive backs. We just have to figure out what receiver is going to excel. I like to go with old reliable Marquise Colston, and that is what it is. So I want to thank all of you again for tuning in to another uh, episode of the Fantasy Sports Rants. Uh, you know, I've had a bunch of different type of episodes on here. Still just trying to dabble in a little bit of everything. It's fun. Well, thanks for tuning in. You have a great night, and good luck in week two in uh, fantasy. 